Welcome to Tapped In with Tony. My next guest feature not one, but two of the Bikelges sisters, <laughs> Dee and Jordan, both former college basketball players. Thank you both for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having us. Not a problem. You guys, you guys have a family that's played college ball, high school ball. You guys have done it all. Start off with the beginning. Uh, where are you from for those who are just tuning in for the first time? Uh, we're okay, so we're originally from Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, we lived in PA for a while, um, until about middle of my eighth grade year. Yeah, and we were actually commuting to Ohio basically every day for basketball. Um, so that obviously with four kids and different basketball schedules and tournament schedules, that got to be a little difficult to, you know, be crossing state state lines uh, every day for, you know, our mom and our dad. So we decided to move to Ohio where we would have better schooling and basketball opportunities. Um, so we all ended up in Solon, Ohio, and we had a great uh, career there, great life there. And <laughs> It was very, very fun, and it very it ended up working out for us very well. So, awesome. And Jordan, I'm going to first start with you. You okay. are the oldest of the four yes, clan. How was that like? Um, eventually, getting to play against your family. Do you guys? Uh, did you guys ever play any pickup games as you guys grew up? Like any? Family yeah, yeah. So me and D pretty early got banned from playing one-on-one -on -one together. Um, it kind of just turned into a bloodbath. So we decided to do two-on-two -two instead of be boys against girls. And then once the boys got too big for us, we kind of split it up. Yeah. So I would play with Sin and D would play with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> we did do we did do two-on-two. -two. We spent a lot of time like playing summer ball outside doing two-on-two -two boys against girls. Um, but yeah, like she said, the boys just outgrew us at some point and we weren't able to continue our win streak with the girls against the boys. <laughs> Both of you played for the Solon Girls basketball program and had a lot of impressive accolades. Jordan, um, how was it like throughout your four years and you had D, you played with D for a couple of years. How was that like playing basketball? It was really fun. Um, I really, really look back and enjoy my time being able to play with her, especially because we didn't get to play with each other after that. Um, and she spent so much time in Chicago since then that we really haven't had to like been able to play together, yeah. work out together a lot. So when I look back on those couple years that we got to spend yeah. together, it was really great. And uh, D, you. Uh took the torch and you also had a great career. I believe you were Gatorade women's girls basketball player of the year. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah, it was definitely a special time to be playing with my sister and then also going through high school and having our younger brothers in high school as well. It was something really, really cool to have both your sisters be playing, playing basketball and both your brothers playing basketball. So it was really a family affair and I know it kept our parents busy, but, um, <laughs> It was definitely fun, and she taught me, you know, the role, getting into high school basketball, and she really helped me grow as the player that I was. So I would always be thankful for the time that we had at Solon. Yeah, and you got, and you ladies also got to play with uh, Mariah Mikins, who just mm -hmm. finished up at Kent State, mm -hmm. Alexis Stover, mm -hmm. uh, Kristen Confroy, Jordan. I believe you played with her. Yeah. yeah. You guys also played with a few, probably a few additional girls who I probably yeah. Played. Mm -hmm. A few additional for sure, like, um, who else? Play with Martha Thompson, mm -hmm. um, 
there's a couple other people that I'm probably forgetting. Like Gabby Mitchell, yeah. um, she played. Um, who else? I don't know. There's a bunch of people, but we were in great company, that's for sure. Yeah. And how was it like going throughout the entire Solon program? You you girl ladies made deep runs in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And how was that? And the boys also did as well. They also mm -hmm. made it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um it was I think it's one of our biggest <laughs> regrets and sore spots in our hearts that we never won a state championship. Um, but you know, we get over it at some point in our life. Um, that was definitely very sad and hard for us to deal with. Um, but we had it was so much fun going yeah. deep into the tourney and having like the school come out and support it. Um, it was definitely a really fun experience, yeah, for sure. And it, ironically, it was one of the first games that I covered when I was a freelancer at Cleveland.com was a soul and girls game. <laughs> awesome. I was on that team. D, I believe you were on that team. Yep. I think covered. Valencia. Oh, yeah, Valencia. Um, um, who else? Like Catherine Ditto, mm -hmm. Kyra Lance, all of them. Yeah, it was it was fun for sure. You guys were stacked. <laughs> yeah, that's why we get so upset that we didn't. <laughs> because... You know, yep. in theory. <laughs> well, you, the state, what does that say about the state of Northeast Ohio hoops uh, on not just the ladies' side, but also the guys' side as well? Because mm -hmm. I also did very well uh, at Solon. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many great college basketball players come out of Ohio. Um, I think Ohio is probably one of the top basketball states in the nation. Um, I just always hear about great players in Ohio, and I know from being in the college basketball, a lot of recruits are coming from Ohio. So it's very, really cool to be in, you know, with the top people from that state. So it's really fun. And um, talk about how each of you navigated the college recruiting journey. And Jordan, I know you committed to Clarion. Did you have any offers or any other interest from any other schools? Honestly, I don't even <laughs> remember anymore. It's been so long. Um, but it was fun, and I know that since I was the first one going through it, there's a couple things that my parents had to figure out. Mm -hmm. um, but by the time Dee and Mike and Sin all came up to that age, it was kind of smooth sailing for them, and they yeah. knew how to do all of those things. So I was kind of the, the guinea pig of mm -hmm. it all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what about you, Dee? You uh, played ball at DePaul, yes. and you got um, a few offers probably. Yeah, um, definitely Jordan was, you know, she went through the learning curve with the recruiting process. The recruiting process is pretty crazy, pretty scary, overwhelming at times. Um, but, you know, she had she was having talks with me, like, you need to sit down, write your list. My dad was, like, practically my manager. He, <laughs> he took all the calls. He did all the emails. He got all the mail, like. He was the one writing everything out, playing the trips. Um, I So I could not have done it without his help because he was really the one who facilitated the whole thing. Because yeah. <laughs> um, at the time, you know, I didn't know what I wanted. I was just I was just playing to play. So um, it was really cool to have people looking after me and kind of figuring out for me. So then by the time I was in college, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad they did that for me. But um, it, was definitely, it was definitely a very cool, but crazy time period to be in the recruiting world. I imagine. And um, also, uh, Jordan, you played ball Clarion. I believe you scored a thousand career points. Um, yep. Clarion's on the division three level, correct? Two. Yeah. Division two. Yeah. 
How was uh? How would you say uh? Well, how would you say it, your time went in Clarion, and what would you say were your favorite moments from your time there? Um, it was definitely fun. I really enjoyed continuing my career. Um, the PSAC was definitely a really tough conference, so it was cool to see how that kind of got extended into high school. Um, honestly, my favorite moments were just being with my teammates. I had some really great teammates that I'm still friends with and in touch with today. Um, so building kind of that support outside of Solon and being able to find those friends um, and make those lasting connections has been definitely my most favorite memories um, alongside scoring a thousand points. So. <laughs> <laughs> what game did you score that thousandth point? Oh, I don't know. Um, it was probably halfway through my senior year, but I can't remember. Gotcha. No worries. And then <laughs> after that, you became an assistant coach at Malone. How was it yeah. being a, an assistant coach for a little while? It was interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm into the coaching side of things. I definitely enjoy being able to experience what the coaches go through um because i know that it's hard to see that as a player sometimes so doing that on the coaches side definitely brought a different perspective for sure gotcha and d you played for depaul university depaul is mm -hmm. a pretty well-known women's team on mm -hmm. the division one side how was it like um you guys start off or well, i'm going to talk about your first few years how was that like getting to play in a big conference yeah it was definitely a transition from high school. I think for most freshman collegiate ball players, they don't realize it until you're in it, how much of an adjustment it is it mentally and physically. So, you know, I definitely freshman year is a bit tough for anybody, especially as a student athlete. So those years, you know, are a grind, mm -hmm. but you know, it gets better as you progress. And I was there for five years. So, you know, by the time I was, in my fifth year, it was pretty smooth sailing and really fun. But um, yeah, playing in the Big East was obviously an unbelievable conference. And we had some really, really great players come out of there. And um, it was just so fun to be competing against these high level players every every day and every time. And the players on my team pushed me and the players on the other side of the ball like pushed me. And I think everybody who went through that program has really good things to say about it because our coaches are kind of legendary. Like Coach Bruno knows what he's talking about and you definitely learn a lot when he's your coach. And overall, he's just a great guy and I, I love him so much. Um, but yeah, I think we, I think my first like three years, we won like back to back to back Big East tournament championships. And that was really, really fun. Um, that was really cool. And that was a big celebration. You have your family there and confetti and stuff. So those were the good times. And um, definitely like going to the NCAA tournaments and stuff were, were super fun for me. Speaking of the tournament, you guys won the Big East tournament in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then a day later, COVID-19 hit, shut yeah. everything down. How was that? You go from one moment you're on top of the world, punched your ticket to the dance, and then mm -hmm. a few days later, NCAA tournaments canceled. Yeah, that was obviously super devastating, especially for our seniors, because at the time we had two really great seniors, Kelly Campbell and Shantae Stonewall, and they had great careers at DePaul. And um, so it was, we had such an unbelievable season. I think it was one of our better seasons. Mm -hmm. And we made like a great 
run in the uh, Big East tournament. We had a great game, great championship game, and we were on, really on top of the world. And we were supposed to be, I, I think at the time, we were going to be like a, a top four seed in the tournament. So we were going to end up hosting the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament. So we were super, super excited about that. And we thought we were really going to have a shot to make a deep run. So having that taken away at the very last second was kind of really heartbreaking and disappointing. But, you know, for the people that came back the next year, um, I think it really added fuel to the fire. And it was fun to be back on the court because we had that time where we weren't able to be on the court. So definitely sad, but it was sad for everybody, you know. (laughs) Gotcha. Because I know with COVID, when COVID hit, and that just changed everything, even the men's tournament got shut down, college baseball. It was like the world just stopped dead. It was crazy because we were just you would just be on Twitter or, on, or online, and you're like, "Oh, that program shut down. That tournament's canceled. That everything." And you're like, "Oh my gosh, no! They're gonna get to the Big East." And then, yeah, so it was super, super unfortunate. And um, D, you continued your career even through that. How was it like to um, play ball? Like in the following year, I believe DePaul was a lot one of many schools that didn't have fans at the games. Yes. Um, how was that like? Yeah, um, it was definitely weird. Um, I think we were just grateful that we were able to at least be playing again. Um, we could have been at home isolated, so it was definitely a better option, but it was tough. We wore masks during practice the whole time, so we were playing with masks on. That was obviously extremely hard and uncomfortable. Um, we played our first few games with masks on. Um, we got COVID tested every other day. Um we did isolation. We were in isolated rooms. Um, we weren't allowed to like do team building. We weren't allowed to like hang out other than practice and games. Um, no fans out of games. Um, like senior night, our pa- only our parents could come, but they had to sit far out in the stands. Um, so it was a whole thing, and it was definitely trying times. But you know, I think we made the, me- the best of it, and we did the most that we could do out of the situation. Gotcha. And Jordan, you were there for, were you there in Malone just for a year? Or did you mm-hmm. coach the year after? Because I know. Um, just for a year. So it was the year right before COVID. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, Dee, you came back for your fifth year. And I know you've probably heard this question a lot. Um, did you ever think of after your fifth year, possibly looking at playing pro ball internationally or here in the States? Um. You know, it always crosses your mind when you're a senior entering your last year as a a basketball player. But for me, I know I want to do, I have a lot more, I have a couple years that left the school um, to get to my career goals. So I'm pretty dedicated in my schoolwork right now. So I didn't want to have to mess that up and try to do some more ball. And at the same time, I've been playing basketball for about 20 years now, so <laughs> I'm getting a little burnt out. Body's hurting a little bit, so I did not think it was going to be the best for me. It definitely would have been fun. Um, one of my best friends from DePaul, she's playing overseas and having a phenomenal career out there right now. She's in Australia. She just came back from Sweden, um, so it's super fun for her, And but she's the type of person to do it, not me. <laughs> I'm Hi. living vicariously through her. Gotcha. <laughs> Is I know it's that push pull, especially for <clears throat> athletes that I've interviewed. Because yeah. yeah, I had a baseball player a few up on the fourth episode. Um, he talked about going. Let me go that one more year. Should I continue this? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know when you go and continue and when it's time to move on. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, what are you studying in uh, Nepal? Yeah, so um, I, my, so my fifth, my, when I took my fifth year at DePaul, I actually got my master's in psychology. And then now I'm going back to school to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So that's going to be a three-year program. Um, so I'm excited to start that. Um, by the time I'm done with school, I'll be, you know, <laughs> getting up there in the <laughs> So, um, but I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. And Jordan, what do you do since uh, you're no longer playing and you're no longer uh, an assistant coach? What do you do? So I am actually a mental health therapist. Um, and right now I actually work in Solon. Um, mm-hmm. down the street from our parents, and I run group therapy for teenagers. Oh, that's great, especially with the way mental health is these days, mm-hmm. and especially with the stresses, like you said, about navigating the college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is, especially in this day and age when even outside the season, you've got your AAU ball, you're trying to get noticed by some program, whether it's D1, D2, D3, D2, just anyone. How do, you, how do you think, what's the best way for players to navigate that, like, when you're young and then to your senior year, where it's your senior year and you've gotten no, no team has reached out to you? Honestly, it's, it's really hard, I would say, trying to play without feeling the pressure of it all. I think what really hurts players is feeling that pressure of trying to find something Um, Especially when you're young, you know, you really don't need to be trying to play for college scholarships. Like if you're in sixth grade, you're you're not going to do anything with a college scholarship at that point. So trying to play for fun and figure out what you enjoy with it rather than feeling like you have to go out there and get a scholarship right away. And what about you, Dee? Yeah, I would just say trying to keep the stress low because I've, Definitely, especially like AAU is like crazy. <laughs> like AAU is like absolutely crazy. It's the it's the funnest time ever. But just thinking, like I always think back to AAU. I'm like we were really playing like five games a day up at six in the morning with all these coaches watching us. Like how stressful is that for somebody who's a teenager? Um, so just trying to like clear your mind because I've had my best games when I was just you know you're just free. You're not thinking about this coach is here, this coach is there. Um, so if you really start to think about the stress and what, if you have to do something, then it's not going to end up to be one of a good game because you're just going to be thinking about what you can do better. And instead of just playing for fun. So having fun will probably be the biggest thing that will make you be attracted to for these coaches. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, when you're playing so many AAU games, there's that risk of an injury. Like, let's say you're you've gotten offers from somewhere. All it takes is one injury. Right. Boom. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. And um, what would, is, as women's, former women's basketball players, what do you say is the, uh, what are your thoughts on the game as it is now, especially this past season with, uh, with uh, you've got a lot of stars that are in the college game. You've got Angel Reese, Haley Van Lith, Caitlin Clark. You had mm-hmm. the Kipinder twins. What does that say about the rise of um, women's college basketball as compared to probably when you guys were around? Mm-hmm. It's really fun to see. And I think there's a lot more opportunities um, for women's sports to be kind of put through social media or online. 
Um, so it's given everyone an opportunity to see what has been happening. You know, these aren't the first times that there has been superstars in women's sports, but I think there's a lot more attention on it right now and a lot more opportunities to put attention on it. Um, and a lot of them are able to do it themselves, which I, I think is new um, because before, you know, you weren't able to just post yourself on social media and have all these views and things come from it. So now, whether it's someone else doing it or themselves doing it, I think it's a really great opportunity and it's bringing a lot more eyes to what's behind women's sports. And uh, that's all, especially with the NCAA tournament. Miami mm-hmm. made a run to the Elite Eight. They did the same thing. men's basketball. Yet Angel Reese doing the "You Can't See Me" <laughs> at the end of the national championship game. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's great to see the rise of the women's game. Yeah. Now with uh, more interest and more eyes on it, let's hope it can. I hope it continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, switching gears, you have brothers who also played college ball. I believe Sincere and Mike also played for Duquesne. And, uh, how was that? Like, how's that when you guys have games and then you guys go and you, you go and support Mike and Sin when they're playing? It's really fun. I'm sad that they all are kind of graduating out now. We just have Mike. Hopefully, Sin um, will be playing, playing, extending his career. Playing some pro ball. That would be the, the goal. Yeah. Um, but it was, I know it was definitely crazy for our, our family and our parents. Like my mom would just make an Excel sheet of all of our games, color coded, where and when and what time. Cause it was hard to keep track of, especially when all four of us were in it. It was a bit crazy, but, um, and I, I felt, I was sad a lot of times because I was all the way out here in Chicago and everybody else is in, you know, close by. So my sister and my parents were able to see a lot more games of my brothers. Um, but now that I'm coming back to Ohio this summer, I'm excited to be able to watch Mike play um, this season. So, great. And uh, one, and how is how exciting is that for Sincere to potentially be drafted? And you've got Mike who's still playing ball at Kent State. How exciting does that have to be? It's really exciting. Um, we are just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, no really word on anything yet, but I know that he's been going to a lot of workouts. Um, it seems stressful to me, but I think it's fun <laughs> <for him. laughs> Yeah, I think he's having fun. He's definitely probably a little tired because he's been bouncing back to all these cities overnight just for, for workouts and stuff. So, But it's been really cool for him. I think it's a great experience and opportunity no matter what happens, and we're super proud of him. And we're, we like to think that we have a small role in, in helping him get here by beating him in two-on-two. Two we <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have siblings that all play basketball, surely somebody's going to be learning. Somebody's right, going to be right. learning. Right. No. no, Sin has always been better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a couple final questions. Uh, what were some of you guys' um, – what was like one song from D, one song from Jordan? What's the song that got you? If you had to pick a song oh, that gosh. you would have on a basketball mixtape, what would you? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I think I we would know. say I, we would say I would say <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well back, back in high school I would say Fanito. <laughs> uh, what was the other one we listened um, to? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, anything by Waka Flocka Flame. Fanito oh. by Keith would be my pick. Oh, God. God. I don't know if I even have one to add to this. Um, 
I know we listened to another one in high school, and I think I have it on something. Our high school locker rooms before games were <laughs> some of my best memories in basket my whole basketball career because we would really get after it and really have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're supposed to do is have mm -hmm. fun. Sports are fun. Sports are fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, one more question. Um, I'm blanking on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm blanking on this. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, what was you guys? If you had to pick one memory, both of you, one were your favorite memories from college hoops, whether it be a game or just not a game. What was your favorite memory of all time? If you had to pick one. I would say this isn't even like pertaining to basketball, but um, I think. My my senior year, my fifth year senior year, um, we we went to the Virgin Islands for our Thanksgiving tournament, um, and we played some really good teams, we played like Arizona. Um, but it was really fun basketball wise. But we just had so much fun on the island, and we did like really fun things. And I think it was like the funniest time that we've ever had as a team together. So I'd always remember that, and I know my teammates will always remember that. It was just so special and fun. And, I always remember that. <laughs> Not very often you get to play on the Virgin Islands. Because a lot of those <laughs> island tournaments, they're slept on, especially mm -hmm. Bahamas is really cool when you've got the basketball court in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Mexico's yeah. the same way, too. Yeah. Super and fun. What about you? Um, I think, honestly, like, my freshman year, like, preseason, I know preseason for some people can be, like, grueling, but for me, like, that was the fun, like, the most fun that I've had with my teammates and being able to come in as a freshman and, like, meet everyone and kind of, we were starting the program over at that point with a new team and a new coach, so it was kind of, like, building it into what we wanted to be, so that, for me, was really fun. Right. And thank you both for coming on the show. If you guys have, floor is yours. If you have anything, any last words you want to share at all or any advice? Uh, just, just enjoy your sport and don't, don't think too hard about it. It will it'll all work out. As long as you're having fun, that's how you win. Absolutely. Of course, winning is good too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and thank you all for coming on. Tapped in with Tony is available on YouTube and Spotify. So make sure you rate subscribe to the pod and give it a follow.